0: Welcome to the Paralegal Voice, where you hear the latest issues and trends in the world of paralegals and legal assistance by two of the best-known paralegals in the industry, Vicki Voysen and Link DeVenny, each of them paralegals for over 20 years and both dedicated to helping legal professionals reach their goals. You're listening to The Legal Talk Network.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Paralegal Voice. Thanks for joining us for our monthly podcast here on Legal Talk Network. I'm Vicki Voison, an Advanced Certified Paralegal, and I'm calling in from Charlevoix, Michigan. I call myself the Paralegal Mentor and to publish a weekly e-zine titled Paralegal Strategies. More information about the valuable career strategies and continuing education opportunities I offer are available at paralegalmentor.com. My name is Lynn DeVenny,
2: and I'm a paralegal for a small civil litigation firm, Elliott Pishko Morgan in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. I specialize in most kinds of civil injury cases, and I co-authored a book with my boss, Workers' Compensation Practice for Paralegals. I also blog for the paralegal profession at practicalparalegalism.com. We would like to take this time to thank our sponsors. NALA, a professional association for paralegals, providing continuing education and professional certification programs for paralegals at nala.org, as well as SunTrust, offering private wealth
1: management solutions at suntrust.com law. The goal of the Paralegal Voice is to discuss a wide range of topics important to the paralegal industry and share with you leading trends, significant developments, and resources you'll find helpful in your careers and everyday jobs. We also have guests on the program to help us explore timely topics.
2: On today's show, we're going to
1: spotlight four paralegals from across the country who love their jobs. That's right, Lynn, and they're going to answer the most important question, why they still love their jobs. Our first guest is Brian Haberly. A corporate and securities paralegal in Seattle, Washington, and the current president of the Washington State Paralegal Association. Brian has been in the legal profession for nearly 25 years. He currently works for Clearwire. He has served in the corporate legal departments of several leading public companies such as Starbucks, Expedia, InfoSpace, and Mosaics, which is now a division of Avaya Communications. Welcome to the show, Brian.
3: Good afternoon.
1: Brian, thanks for being with us today. Uh, first, can
2: you please tell our listeners about your work in the corporate arena, uh, why you find it challenging, and why you still like it so much after 25 years? Sure,
3: I'd be pleased to do that. Part of the, the pleasure of being a, a corporate paralegal is you're really in a frontline role with the company. I get to deal with our board of directors, our chief executive officer, our top executives uh, routinely. One of the the neatest parts about the, my role is that I get to learn about many of the, the front-line news events that affect the company, such as uh, material news items, uh, might be uh, merger and acquisition work, might be uh, major news headlines. In, in short, I kind of learned the, the backstory story of, of uh, tomorrow's news headlines today as, as a Paralegally, you have to be able to handle highly confidential information, of course, until it's publicly released, either a press release or an SEC filing. But it really is a frontline spotlight role, and it's, it's uh, something that I, I take great pride in.
1: Well, Brian, I, I have a very important question for you, and I know that it's something that a lot of our listeners wonder about, um, and it ba- has to do with balance. And I know you manage a full-time job. You're president of WSPA, and you have a very active family. In fact, I think you spend a lot of time at soccer matches. So right. I'm wondering if you have right if you have tips for our listeners for balancing all of that.
3: Sure, and you, you uh, you're exactly right on the point. Uh, I, do, I do volunteer with youth sports. Director um, on the homeowner association board of directors. Um, proud to be serving. This is my, my third term as state paralegal association president. Uh, balancing is a challenge. I've found that uh, many leaders aren't always good time managers because many of us tend to overcommit. Part of it has to do with learning some polite ways to, to say no, part of it has to do with picking and choosing our, our priorities wisely. I, I find that uh, as, a, as a leader of an organization, uh, I, I have to be a good listener and uh, the, the rule of thumb that I've heard there is, is uh, we have two ears and one mouth, which means we should we should strive to listen twice as much as we speak so uh as far as as balancing it's, it's again it's a case of picking and choosing wisely but uh but uh being able to politely uh uh move the organization uh, in the in the direction that, that you see uh, it needs to be led
2: brian um i found that useful because uh, politely saying no is a special challenge of mine. Um, And I I know the answer to this next question because I actually, you came to my attention via your very skilled use of social media. Um, But could you share with our listeners how you use social media and how it enhances your paralegal career?
3: Sure. I'm I'm a huge fan of social media. Uh, One of the things we found in, in the Washington State Paralegal Association is that we've contacted many of our new members for the first time through social media. Uh, you don't have to be a, a paid member of our association to access our, our LinkedIn group page, our Facebook fan page, or our WISPA online Twitter feed where we, where we post job postings, uh, upcoming events, news, and, and just legal news in general. Those are all, all free for anybody to join. And many people have found us the first time through postings and cross-postings. But uh, to, your, to your point about uh, LinkedIn in, in specific, uh, yeah, we carry a great number of uh, discussion items, uh, job postings there. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of it. I'm an open networker. And uh, I encourage the paralegals that I speak to at the local paralegal programs to uh, beef up their their, uh, their profile. And in fact, I have a couple of tips I'd like to pass along to your listeners on, on LinkedIn if I could. Uh, two that, to, to the, the, that jump out at me a lot of people, uh, they they think that it's uh, uh, something they want to keep to their close friends and, and they keep the number of contacts down and that's that's exactly the wrong way to go. LinkedIn, you should be really an open networker and, and expanding your circle as much as you can. Uh, one easy way to do that is to look for people that are uh, members of groups and, uh, and join the groups that they're members of and that way you can send them an invitation even if you don't know their email address. Um, many people will will pick up a Hotmail or Yahoo email account that's not their primary account, but they will be able to post that in their in their LinkedIn profile. So again, somebody that's interested in connecting with them has an easy way to send them an invitation. So people that are struggling to make make contacts, uh, that that's uh, something I would I would encourage them to do is to include an email address right right in their profile, so others can see it and connect with them quickly. I, I did want to, to share with you uh just on, on my own personal experience, I've been contacted by people from uh four different states that were either interested in uh the corporate and securities area or wanted to know about Washington State opportunities. Um uh, so yes, it's it's a very powerful tool. The uh, the other piece which I would I would share with your listeners if they haven't already looked into it, uh LinkedIn is coming out with a new product called Signal here in the next few months. It's in it's in beta right now. And LinkedIn signal will be a, a huge advantage for, for job seekers uh, as it combines a live Twitter feed with a LinkedIn profile. So you'll be able to drill down to what, what's being said about a company, about a profession, about a city, and uh, see the current news. So when you when you go in for an interview or you're you're contacting somebody, an employer's uh, you know, a law firm or, or in-house setting. Uh, you'll be able to see what the people are talking about. That's the hot news of the day, and show you're really up to up to speed, and you've done your research, making, making you more prepared for the interview phase.
1: Okay, Brian, that's great advice, and I always tell everyone to, um, you know, to get on LinkedIn. That there's everybody should be there. Uh, it, we're just about to run out of time, but do you have one quick tip for our listeners who may be feeling that their jobs are a bit ho hum?
3: Sure, here's an easy one. Um, I would say be responsible for your own attitude. Uh, don't plan on being happy when, or if something happens. Uh, I, I like to tell folks in, in my talks that your happiness isn't dependent on others, but, but rather yourself. Uh, and a great quote that stayed, stayed with me for many years is, uh, the pessimist complains about the wind, the optimist expects the wind to change, but, but a leader will adjust the sails. And I think that's true in your personal life. Be responsible for your own attitude and, uh, and you'll be able to find uh, enjoyment in your job.
2: Brian, we really appreciate you being with us today. If any of our listeners want to contact you with um, more, to get more information about uh, your association or working as a corporate paralegal, what's the best way to reach you? Sure. LinkedIn. Our, <laughs>
3: well, LinkedIn is an easy one. Uh, you can uh, email me. It's easy. It's uh, president at wispaonline.org. That's W-S-P-A-O-N-L-I-N-E dot org. And you can find our Washington State Paralegal Association at the same address, WISPAonline.org. And we we would love to make contact with you. And again, find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter.
1: Great. Our next guest is Patty F. Clapper, ACP, NCCP, a paralegal who works at Levine & Stewart in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Patty focuses primarily on civil litigation, estate planning, misdemeanors, and domestic law. She currently serves as president of the North Carolina Paralegal Association, and she also has a blog, which is Patty's Paralegal page, and it can be found at LegalDuck, which is L G L D U C K, dot blogspot dot com. So, welcome to the show, Patty.
2: Glad to be here.
1: I'm glad to have you on the show, too. I saw quite a bit of you
2: last year with your terrific uh, CLEs through the North Carolina Paralegal Association. You guys really have a terrific and active group. Oh, Can you tell um, our listeners a little bit about how you became a paralegal, including how you became uh, got your various certifications?
4: Okay. Um, well, um, I graduated from high school a few years ago in the 90s, um, and my grandmother had actually brought me a newspaper article. From a local community college about their paralegal program, and it kind of piqued my interest, so I looked more into it and decided that that's what I wanted to do. Uh, I took a law and justice class in high school as well, and that you know added to my interest in the legal field um, so I've got my my two year associate's degree from um, Central Carolina Community College in Sanford, and a few years after I graduated, I sat for the NAla. Exam and got my CLA. And then a few years after that, I sat for my litigation specialty, um, so I have my ACP in litigation. And then once the, the North Carolina certification movement came around in the early 2000s, I got my North Carolina certification.
1: Okay, and I have a question for you. Um, you know, I think your path is similar to a lot of people, but you've been a paralegal for a long time, and. I'm wondering what you enjoy most about your paralegal work.
4: Um, Probably might sound crazy because, you know, you deal with a a, a myriad of different types of clients, but I actually enjoy meeting new people, um, hearing their stories, and figuring out, you know, how we can help them. Um, Everybody's got a story to tell. Some of them a little longer than others. Um, But but I actually enjoy that, enjoy meeting people and hearing what their stories are and, and helping them.
2: Patty, it's funny you should say that, because when I thought what my answer would be what I love the most, it would be uh, the chance to tell a story. And I enjoy <laughs> more of the written part. I like writing briefs or writing narratives or kind of putting all the facts together. But, yeah, the stories are always so interesting.
4: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a talker, not a writer, so I, I enjoy the, the, inter- the talking interaction with, with the
2: clients. Well, you actually do write some. You have a blog. You also lead a very large professional association and you teach paralegal classes. How do these activities enhance your paralegal career?
4: Well, they um allow me to interact and meet with other legal professionals, um not just in North Carolina, but you know, nation nationwide. Um I I enjoy sharing what I've learned over my 16 years with other people. Um and Also, for me, learning new stuff from the people that I meet. Um, A lot of the seminars that I teach, I do Internet-type stuff. And it's always great for me when I go teach these seminars. I always come back with a few more websites that I learned from people that came to the seminars. And certainly, you know, all of this, the teaching and the NCPA stuff, certainly, you know, looks good on a resume too later.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Patty, you and I teamed up to teach an Internet Research course not too long ago, and I just really enjoyed working with you on that and Now I'm wondering what your number one tip to listeners uh, would be for keeping their careers new and, and fresh and, and still challenging, even after sixteen years.
4: <laughs> well, that would be for me, I would suggest um, things like attending those types of, of seminars or the webinars, the online stuff, reading law related articles, just, just keeping up with what's going on in in the profession. On whether you have the time to sit down and read legal blogs and legal articles or whether you take the time to go to seminars to, you know, brush up on the areas that you practice in or to learn, you know, something new in areas that you don't practice in.
1: Patty, thanks so much for being with us today. We really appreciate your taking the time to share your insight with our uh, with our listeners. If they wanted to get in touch with you, uh, is the best way through your blog?
4: Well, they can get to me through my blog. They can click the little contact button and it will email me. Um but my, my email address is is everybody that knows me knows me as Legal Duck. That's kind of my handle. Um and my email address is the same. It's legal duck at AOL dot com. And that's L G L D U C K at A O L dot com. And if you email me I'll tell you the story about where the Legal Duck came from.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, that's
2: I that's I knew you as Legal Duck before I knew you as Patty. Yeah. <laughs> Legal
1: duck from the listserv.
4: (laughs) Yep, yep, that's me.
1: So thanks, Patty. We really appreciate your being with us. Okay, thank you guys. Time to take a quick break now, and when we come back, we're going to continue our conversations with paralegals Ruth Conley and Carl Morrison, who still love their jobs, and they're going to tell us why.
0: NALA means professional. NALA offers classroom and web-based continuing education and professional development for all paralegals. And NALA's certified paralegal credential has been a gold standard of professionalism for over 30 years. More than 15,000 paralegals have this certification and nearly 2,000 have achieved the demanding advanced certified paralegal. NALA works actively with others in the legal field to promote the value of paralegals and to advance paralegal professionalism. See more about why NALA means professional at www.nala.org. Where could you reach 120,000 people every month with your message? Right here on Legal Talk Network. We'd like to talk to you about your marketing strategy using new media. Call us at 781-551-9960.
1: Welcome back to the Paralegal Voice. I'm Vicki Voison, and I'm here with my co-host, Linda Benning. Our next guest is Ruth Conley, CP, a litigation paralegal at Andrews Kurth LLP in Houston, Texas, where she works in the firm's toxic tort department. Since beginning her paralegal career in 1989, Ruth has worked primarily in the areas of personal injury, products liability, insurance defense, and commercial litigation specializing in document management as it relates to multi-district litigation cases. So welcome to the show, Ruth. Hi. Ruth, thanks Happy so much for here. joining us today.
5: It's great over here. It's a beautiful day in Houston.
1: Oh, it's
2: rainy and smoggy it's and cold degrees. here. Uh, Ruth, you've worked as a paralegal for almost as long as I have, and I hate to say how long that is, but let's just say over two decades. Yes. Uh, can you share with our listeners what you enjoy most about your job after all these years?
5: Well, um, I do enjoy being a paralegal very much, and um, I've thought about it, and there really isn't one defining reason that stands out for me, but I am a task-oriented type of person, and so working in a service-related industry makes me feel very productive, and I I like that a lot. And also... throughout my career I've been a uh, I've always worked in a law firm and I think working in a law firm gives you a lot of freedom within your job and by that by that I mean that even though you work under the supervision of an attorney a good supervising attorney will allow you to conduct your work without micromanaging you and it gives you a certain amount of freedom to tailor your workload if it's your strength and uh, that way you can be as creative as you your time and your workload allows you to be and um since there's really no one way to perform your job, I think that's the best thing about being a paralegal. It it really, as I stated before, it really you can tailor it to you. And I hope that made sense.
1: <laughs> it it does. It absolutely does. Now, if someone asked you what three steps you've taken to keep your paralegal career interesting and challenging, what would you tell them?
5: Well. Um, First of all, um, I have continued to educate myself uh, along the way. I think it's very important to attend as much CLE as you can afford. And I've also sought certification. And uh, this was something that was very important to me because I actually started my career right out of college. I didn't have the benefit of going straight into a formal paralegal education. So um, I wanted to get that that education along the way as much as I, I could, and I've done it. Um, Another thing I've done is join paralegal associations, and I've become an active member, and I think that's the difference. You need to be an active member. I think it's important. It's almost as important as attending CLE because you can never have too many contacts. And especially if you work in a small office, finding a group of paralegal friends that you can respect, that you can get sound advice from, that you that can challenge you and also can you can kind of compete with, keeps you motivated in your career. Um, I think that's really important. Um, and I guess if I had to add the, a third thing, um, I think switching jobs when my I found myself when I was no longer challenged. Um, because if you're not challenged, then you become pla- complacent and sloppy. And I know that that's easier said than done uh, given the economy in some area of the countries right now but it's still an option that's open to paralegals and they should never hesitate to grab an opportunity to expand their knowledge and skills um, when they can find it.
1: Ruth, what I'd like to know is what advice you have for our listeners who might want to spice up their careers.
5: Um, if you if you need to spice up your career, um, I, I suggest you get involved um, in paralegal associations. And even though that's not something that's directly influencing your, your job, your workload, um, I think it's very, very important to do. Um, when you volunteer on a paralegal board, you develop and, uh, and can hone so many professional skills. Um, it, it really boggles the mind sometimes. I mean, you're able to do public speaking, which y'all might find this hard to believe, but I was considered very shy <laughs> in high and now I'm talking to you guys, and that's something I would have never been able to do 20 years ago. Um, you work on your mediation skills, your time management skills, your PR skills, your writing skills. I mean, you do all that when you volunteer on uh, on a paralegal board of directors, and that, that um, confidence that you get um, carries you into your work on the job, Um, you actually uh, improve your professionalism, and that certainly is self-evident, I think, to your coworkers. Um, I think that's something that everybody should work on to spice up their career. And the only other thing I can say is that maybe um, if you've lost your zeal to be a paralegal, um, maybe you should help someone else who has just started in the field. think contacting your local paralegal school and offering to be a mentor to a student, or maybe someone who has just graduated and and finding their way um, in the paralegal field, I think that's an excellent way to maybe help you discover why you became a paralegal in the first place. It may make you, you know, love your job all over again. And when you do that, when someone else is putting you on a pedestal, you know, thinking you have all the answers, it helps you boost your self-esteem. You feel better helping others, therefore you feel better about yourself. And um, it can really help you in your career, I think.
2: Ruth that's great advice. I think um social media and the internet allows us to interact with with new students and entry level paralegals in a way that we couldn't have when we started out 20 years ago. I and agree. sometimes I'm just glad to help somebody figure out something without doing it the hard way like we had to back in the 80s.
5: <laughs> exactly. And it makes you feel so good when you're talking to students and they're so excited and I remember being that way. <laughs> I do Absolutely. remember that. And um you know, it, it kind of makes you feel younger. It makes you feel charged up. It's it's a great feeling. And we should all feel that way about our job.
2: Ruth, if our listeners wanted to get in touch with you uh, for more information about what you do or to ask you to be their mentor, what would be the best way for them to reach you?
5: Well, um, I am on LinkedIn um, under my name, Ruth Conley. Um, I I do have a Facebook account, but it, it is private, and so um, I, I usually don't mix that up with, with my professional life. Or they can just email me at ruthconley at Would
1: you spell Conley for us?
5: C-O-N-L-E-Y.
1: Thank you. Ruth, thanks for being with us today. Yeah, that
2: wraps it up, Ruth. We appreciate it. Our next and final guest is Carl H. Morrison II, AACP a paralegal at Rhodes, Hieronymus, Jones, Tucker, and Gable PLLC in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Carl has been a paralegal for 16 years and has been in the legal field for 19 years. He has his AACP certification through the American Alliance of Paralegals, Inc., and specializes in medical litigation, which includes medical malpractice, medical products, vaccine, and nursing home cases. Welcome to the Paralegal Voice, Carl.
6: Thank you for having me.
1: Carl, this is Vicki. I'd like Vicky. for you to tell our listeners. Hi there. I'd like for you to tell our listeners why you chose a paralegal career, and what do you like most and find most challenging about your paralegal work?
6: Well, it's funny. Um, it's more like how did the career choose me? Um, about uh, 18 years ago, I was completing my undergraduate degree in uh, pre-medicine and was working as a runner for a law firm downtown. And uh, I worked with a particular paralegal at that time who ultimately transferred to Rhodes Hieronymus. And about six months later, uh, she asked me to come over and work with her. And so I was initially hired as an assistant to the senior paralegal. But it was within six months or so that she recognized my potential. And through her mentorship, I was given my own caseload. And so As they say, the rest is history. I've been with Rhodes Veronymous ever since. Um, What I like most about uh, my job, being a paralegal, is going to trial. Uh, I guess you could say I'm an adrenaline junkie. I love the excitement and energy that is generated during a trial. Uh, It can be stressful at times, of course, but I find great pleasure in taking a case from inception, seeing it through discovery, and seeing it unfold before a jury. Uh, what I find most challenging about my career is time management, and it does take um, some skill um, with time management. I, I believe it's important as a paralegal, you've got to be able to juggle more than one task at a time. Uh, you need to know what must be done immediately, what you can wait uh, maybe for later in the day or maybe even tomorrow to, to tackle a task, and know when to ask for help. I find that really important.
2: Those are all good tips, Carl. Um, I was surprised. I thought you'd say you enjoyed uh, summarizing medical records the most. <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> I'm going to you, pick your brain on that, uh, about uh, that subject in another time.
6: <laughs> I love medicine. Absolutely. I could talk about it all day long. So <laughs>
2: I, know, I love summarizing medical records. Nobody ever believes that, but I do. Uh, I, I um, lo- Trust me. <laughs> I know. It's I love weird, it. isn't it? Um, You're an active member of NALS, uh, which is a terrific association. Um, How has your involvement with NALS made your paralegal career better?
6: You know, NALS is a great organization, and it is dedicated to providing its members with that level of education and professional development skills that are necessary to really succeed uh, as a paralegal I find. And personally, um, serving in a national leadership capacity, I'm serving as chairman for the Future Leaders Development Committee. And um, serving in these leadership uh, positions has really given me the tools and resources necessary um, in translating those skills that I learned from the organization uh, and education that I obtained from now over, translating it over to my employment with Rhodes Hieronymus. And really, with NALS, it has given me that level of confidence and determination uh, in generating that excellence in my profession by striving to be the best at uh, what I do.
1: So, Carl, what's the, uh, the single most important approach paralegals can take to keep, you know, to keep up with practice uh, skills and with technology skills?
6: Well, you know, as a paralegal, the goal is really to remain relevant in this ever-changing industry. Um, legal continually changes. And what I believe is the, uh, to be the most, most important approach is to educate yourself. Um, gain that knowledge. And by that, you do it from organizations such as NALS and, and other paralegal organizations, NOW and such, that provide that level of excellent education. Uh, you can do it through for-profit companies, you know, Uh, attending webinars like through Institute for Paralegal Education and others out there that put on um, education. And, of course, learning from paralegal experts such as yourself, Lynn, Vicki, you guys, you know, when you put on and and speak to organizations, um, you can learn a lot from the experts like yourself out there. So um, one way I keep up with that education opportunities and staying abreast of those trends is to follow paralegal educators or individual paralegals or lawyers on social media such as Twitter or the LinkedIn professional groups. That's a great way to discover and, and remain uh, abreast of those trends going on in our industry.
2: Carl, first I want to thank you for calling us experts. Um, I'm always <laughs> humbled by that because I always feel like people have much more knowledge than I do and I like to pick their brains. And as one of our guests said earlier, one of the best parts of being a CLE presenter is sometimes I learn as much from the audience, you know, during lunch or during breaks as, as I, you know, did through the whole thing. So it's a great way to learn.
6: Exactly. Um, if
2: you, if you could give our listeners three quick tips for career success, what would those tips be?
6: Well, first, I would say, um, belong to a national paralegal association, such as, again, NALS, NALA, et cetera, that are out there. These organizations um, are great resources for networking with other paralegals um, across the nation. Um, education, great source for learning and, and keeping up on those trends out there. And leadership professional development type of skills. There are great ways to learn those skills that easily translate over into uh, your work life. Second, never stop learning. To me, education is a huge thing, and always take time to learn something new. If there's an area of law that you don't work in, I always say, take the time to attend seminars on that particular area, or even attend a class uh, on that. That's a great way to succeed in your career. And third, share with others. Take time to mentor. Um, I think it's a very great thing to, as you learn and as you grow in your career, to share and give back to your profession, to your uh, peers that are out there.
2: Thanks, Carl. Um, That's a lot of really good advice. And thanks for being on the show today. Um, If any of our listeners would like to get in touch with you and get more information about nails or your uh, legal specialty areas, what's the best way for them to reach you?
6: Uh, You can reach me uh, through my Twitter account, and I will spell it out for you. It's C-M-O-R-R-I-3371, uh, that's through Twitter. Uh, you can reach me on LinkedIn at Carl Morrison, AACP. Uh, I'm very active with NALS, and NALS uh, website is www.nals.org.
1: Thanks, Carl. We really appreciate you being with us today. We Thank do. You. Thank you.
6: Thank you, guys, very much for having me.
2: If you have questions about today's show, please email them to theparalegalvoice at gmail.com.
1: And we're going to take another short break and come back with some paralegal news and announcements. So we'll be right back.
0: Has the recent economic climate affected the financial goals of your firm? Get back on track with help from SunTrust. Our private wealth management legal specialty group works solely with lawyers and their firms to deliver unique solutions designed for the legal community. SunTrust Advisors give you sound guidance on everything from maximizing cash flow and waiting through benefits planning to understanding how to retain attorneys and staff. Learn more at www.suntrust.com/legal. SunTrust Live Solid, Bank Solid. SunTrust Bank, Member FDIC. Want to stay in touch with the Legal Talk Network and get our shows automatically? RSS provides home delivery. You don't have to remember where to click. The good stuff comes right to you automatically and free. Just go to LegalTalkNetwork.com and hit the RSS button at the top of the page. It says our podcast feeds. Now you'll be all set.
1: Welcome back to the Paralegal Voice. This is the time when Lynn and I give our practice tips and social media tips. And, and Lynn, my practice tip today, um, is something I'm going to repeat that all of our, our guests said. And that was to, that's to never stop learning and always be looking for training for new skill sets. So that gives me a big opportunity to tell our listeners about the continuing education course you and I are teaming up to present on Wednesday, March 30th. And that course is 10 Ways to Prepare Top Civil Injury Settlement Demands. You know, many civil injury cases are settled, and um, a well-organized and convincing settlement demand package does increase the chances of obtaining the highest possible settlement for the client, and that's what we're all about. Now, a paralegal who can prepare those convincing settlement demand packages is absolutely invaluable, and we want to help every paralegal become invaluable, don't we? So uh, more information is available at settlementdemands.com, and that's demands, plural. <laughs> Vicki, I'm really looking forward to doing
2: that with you. Um, this would be the ideal webinar for people uh, who do a lot of civil litigation but don't necessarily... Uh, specialize in settlement brochures, as well as those who have been doing it for a while. Uh, you might be surprised by some of the information, and I am certainly um, have been privileged to work with insurance adjusters um, over the years, and um, to have some information that I've been able to incorporate into my work that I'm really looking forward to sharing with our attendees. Um, I'm just going to briefly, every, you've heard LinkedIn, LinkedIn, LinkedIn from almost every guest on the show today. I just want to ask our listeners, have you noticed LinkedIn's new skills section? Uh, it's a good time to go back and look at that. Uh, it's a good time to tweak your profile. And I'm going to suggest that you think like a legal recruiter. If you have the practice skills and computer proficiencies that many employers today are looking for, highlight your experience there. Treat this section like a functional skills resume, Uh, and it may lead you to go back and look at your paper resume. Uh, Presenting the skills that you have to offer legal employers is one of the best ways to make your resume stand out in a deep pile of paper. And
1: that's it for the day. Um, Thank you very much. And that's all the time we have today for the Paralegal Voice. Don't forget to check out the show notes on our blogs, practicalparalegalism.com and paralegalmentor.com. And this is Vicki Voysom.
2: And I'm Lynn Devenny. And thank you all for joining us today and just reminding you to make your paralegal voice heard.
0: The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to The Paralegal Voice with Linda Venny and Vicki Voison. This podcast is produced by the Legal Talk Network. Be sure to get the next edition of the podcast. Subscribe to the RSS feed on LegalTalkNetwork.com or on iTunes.